the top five cybersecurity trends of 2018. Coming up in the ISMG Security Report. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro. We're devoting today's security report to five trends that should have a big impact on cybersecurity in the coming year. They include an increase in destructive attacks, the exploitation of artificial intelligence by the enterprise as a defense armament, as well as by the attacker as a weapon, the evolution of IT security governance in the enterprise, increased supply chain vulnerability, and the growing confusion and users face in dealing with cyber threats. My guest to discuss these trends is an individual who I consider one of today's top cybersecurity thought leaders, Christopher Pearson. Chris is a lawyer who holds a PhD. He served as an advisor to governments on the federal and state levels for the better part of this century, including six years on the U.S. Department of Homeland Security's Data Privacy and Advisory Committee, as well as its Cybersecurity Subcommittee. Chris held high-profile jobs in business, including Chief Privacy Officer at the Royal Bank of Scotland, and most recently as Chief Security Officer and Executive Vice President at the financial technology payments company, ViewPost. He's leaving ViewPost, and in 2018, he's starting a cybersecurity venture and will be its Chief Executive Officer. Welcome, Chris. Hey, Eric. How are you doing? Great to be here with you and ISMG. What are the main cybersecurity trends you see happening in 2018? Eric, in 2018, I think we're going to see a lot more in the area of destruction. We've seen a lot of changes from 2017 with the Triton ICS uh, uh, malware that impacted a plant out in, in the Middle East. Ransomware taking off in terms of WannaCry and NotPetya, as well as other types of probing attacks there that have resulted in the destruction of files, the destruction of computer resources. I think what we're going to see in 2018 is a trend where we see a lot more destructive attacks, either where data is held hostage for a ransom, resources held hostage for a ransom, denial of service for a ransom, even into IoT devices for a ransom. But I think that there's going to be a lot more element of denying someone the use of their electronic items, denying someone the ability to operate, or flat out destroying that type of data. You know, we've seen a lot here in terms of open S3 buckets, in terms of alerting companies that their data is out there and potentially been breached. Uh, but we haven't seen destructive patterns on those data that is contained within those resources. I think destruction and destructive abilities of adversaries is going to only increase in 2018. You mentioned adversaries. Are these mostly going to be nation states behind this? I actually think it's going to be a few different areas. In terms of nation states, we may see some more destructive attacks there, but generally we're still able to get good attribution at a national security level. Probably unlikely. I think you'll see more of a turn towards a loosely coupled group. So the cyber criminals that are being used on behalf of nation states in Russia and in China emerging into other attack vectors and doing destructive things on their own. More so, we're going to see cyber criminals move into more of a destructive pattern in terms of holding data for ransom, holding data for hostage, or just flat out folks that want to, for a social or political purpose, advance their causes, go ahead and destroy data. And that would be much more the loosely affiliated groups of cyber terrorism types of threat actors from the Middle East who seek to just cause harm and calamity. What can organizations do? What can governments do to mitigate this? In terms of ransomware of anything, obviously having a BCP plan, a disaster recovery plan, backups, being able to prevent those attacks 
at their inception using signature-based and non-signature-based technologies is going to be critically important. I think people are going to have to rely a lot more on how they have redundant systems, how they get back up and running, how they're able to get access back to their data, back to their computer resources and controls of that nature. I don't think it will be possible to defend against all attacks, which is why having that resiliency built in is going to be more important than ever. And separately, the thing that really scares me, industrial control systems, you now with the Triton attack see see at least a large probing by a nation state that tripped safety control systems. It is possible, whether intentional or not, for ICS systems to go down, to be disruptive, to be destroyed at electric and other types of national grid critical infrastructures. And that is extraordinarily worrisome. In that area, much more back to basics of figure out your PLCs, figure out the SCADA systems you have, figure out your industrial control systems as a whole, and make sure they're separated, make sure they're segmented, and make sure they are protected. Artificial intelligence is on your list of top trends for 2018. Is this something that users use to fight these attackers or something more that the attackers will be using? You are going to see two things in AI. First of all, you're going to see AI become more mainstream in terms of a control that is deployed by many more companies, not just signature-based whitelisting, not just blacklisting controls that many larger companies have within their production systems, but the quote-unquote AI machine-based learning controls will grow in depth within the organization. The antivirus providers, the Trends, the Symantec, the McAfee's as well, are going to continue to acquire some of these smaller players. Amazon did some of that this past year as well. So I think that you're only going to see these machine learning AI-based controls be more visible within the corporate footprint. That, that's only half of it, though. Um, you know, this is an arms race, always has been an arms race. And within cybersecurity, you're going to see the defenders say, hmm, we can actually use these same features, these same controls uh, uh, that AWS offers uh, for defenders uh, that we now can use those and leverage those technologies on the attack side. What you're going to see is some of those cloud-based AI systems being used and programmed to respond to the defense mechanisms that the corporations have put in place and be able to rapidly change attack tactics and attack vectors in a smart fashion based off of what the defenders are doing with pre-programmed logic and in a machine-based learning mode. Remember, just because the, the police now have semi-automatic and automatic long guns doesn't mean that the criminals don't have that as well and aren't ramping up there. The same thing applies in cybersecurity. AI and machine learning is a great tool for defenders. It is going to be used and emerge in 2018 as a great tool for attackers. Sounds like an AI war about to break out or if it hasn't already started. AI is so easy now in terms of machine-based learning topologies. AWS conference in November just opened up more resources towards AI. Now, medium enterprises and small enterprises can use these databases, use these technologies more themselves. I think the attackers are going to say, hey, we should look into this as well and do some type of pre-programmed responses to the controls we see thrown at us every single day. It's only smart for them to go there. And I think we're going to see a lot more of this in 2018. Within the enterprise, Governing IT security, what's going to be the board's job? That's going to be evolving, right? It has to. The board has to change in this area. And I want to be quite specific here. The board should not hire folks that only have technological prowess. That is not what is needed at the board level. Boards are not operational. Boards are strategic. Boards govern. 
In order to have cybersecurity have a seat at the table, you must have cybersecurity experts who understand, yes, the operational nuances of cybersecurity and understand risk. But if those people don't understand business, if they don't understand legal, if they don't understand privacy, if they don't understand marketing communications, they will not be able to be effective cohorts to the rest of the people seated at these large company boards. Boards need to have cybersecurity as a top-level issue. It's a top-level risk. It's also a top-level differentiator for many of these companies. They need to seek out and will seek out in 2018 experts to serve on the actual boards themselves, especially those lawyers and cybersecurity mixed experts, because they understand what is needed from business judgment rule perspective on cybersecurity at the board level. But they will seek those out in increasing numbers. And many other boards and companies will set up advisory boards that are focused around cybersecurity. That is a trend that will only increase. Board governance on cybersecurity is going to go the way of board governance on Sarbanes-Oxley and finances. You will have a sitting member of the board that this is their expertise to provide strategic guidance to the company. Chris Pearson will be back in a moment with more prognostications about cybersecurity in 2018. The end user is going to be more confused than ever as what they should do, what they shouldn't do, and what their role is. You're listening to the ISMG Security Report on ISMG Radio. ISMG, your number one source for information security news. ISMG's 2018 global events will take place in over 100 cities across four continents. Don't miss the opportunity to meet with over 5,000 senior information security professionals and leading technology vendors from around the world to discuss the most pressing cybersecurity issues we face today. Visit events.ismg.io today. We're back with Chris Pearson. No organization is an island in itself. Not only do they collaborate with other companies using technology, but obviously they're buying technology products. That's important. Where does the supply chain fit into your priorities for 2018? I think it's right up there in the top five. Supply chain risk is something that is emerging When people think about supply chain, they often think about physical assets. Which VAR are you using? How reputable are they? Where are they getting their equipment? You know, is it from another reseller? Those types of questions come up in terms of where do you get your equipment? I think we move beyond that from the physical device. This is really, I think the risk for 2018 is going to be much more along the lines of software. What software we have integrated with software we have running on our computers with software we push into production, but especially within the corporate area. And that's where I focus on uh, 2017. One of the, one of the amazing, amazing hacks of 2017 uh, was the, the hack of uh, CC Cleaner. So Craft Cleaner, also known as CC Cleaner. Uh, Pureform was the company that owned CC Cleaner. It was then later bought by Avast. And in one of their builds around the July timeframe actually had been compromised. It served as a piece of malware that could then go ahead and dial back out and download as a dropper more items to your computer that were malware and open up uh, your computer to attacks. This is a phenomenal case study for cybersecurity professionals, for risk professionals. You do your research on a company, you try to do the right thing from a corporate perspective, and you use the right software, probably went through multiple software assurance uh, uh, processes. And you install it and you've just invited in the bad guys where once software reaches a certain amount of popularity, it's then targeted by cyber criminals. 
They inserted their code into a build process. Hopefully it speeds through its way in Q&A. Nobody sees it. And then it's rapidly deployed to one, two, three million computers. It just went ahead and helped out on the most difficult part of the process of cyber attack vectors, which is getting your malware out there onto the actual machines and getting it rapidly deployed. We're going to see a lot more of this in 2018. It will dribble out because it won't be readily known. But attackers are going to look at what are some of the off the beaten path software tools that are being used in many organizations And the research on this is quite easy because those websites have the logos of the companies they're at. Which ones do we want to target? How do we want to infiltrate their build process, their development process, add malware, add something special to their next build, and run silently within these other machines? It's a great way to deploy malware. It's a great attack vector. And I think it's only going to increase in 2018. To review, we just went through four different areas you feel will be critical in cybersecurity in 2018. Destructive attacks, artificial intelligence, seeking expertise on the board on cyber, and the supply chain. What is your top concern for 2018 in cybersecurity? The fifth area, Eric, is really around the end user. Two pieces here. A lot of times cybersecurity professionals say, well, the end user is the one who clicked, the end user is the one who did this, the end user is the one who did that, and compromised the environment. The simplest statement is that for 2018 around the end user is going to be this. The end user is going to be more confused than ever as what they should do, what they shouldn't do, and what their role is. Because quite honestly, we as a cybersecurity profession are not approaching this right area. When I get into my car, The airbag sensors go on automatically. The front and rear collision sensors go on automatically. Safety is taken care of. It's baked into the product. We have not done that as a cybersecurity community for our end users. Quite honestly, we've confused them more than ever. What should they click on? What shouldn't they click on? How do they interact with email, with text? How do they interact with the web? Where can they go? What can't they do? All they hear is no, no, no. It's going to go ahead and kill your computer. You're going to get malware on your computer. So they honestly are just incredibly confused. It's up to us to go ahead and put out the right products, the right controls, the right services to protect our corporate networks, number one. Number two, it's up to us to get better education, training, and communication to them because they are still just immensely confused. And third, quite honestly, it's time for us to take them out of the loop. Just like I said with a car, safety is already built in. I don't have to prime the airbag. I don't have to think about how much I weigh. I don't have to think about whether the vehicle struck my vehicle with X amount of kinetic force and energy. It's already pre-programmed. We need to do the same thing as it relates to cybersecurity for the end user. This is a huge, huge area, enormous area of opportunity, but end-user confusion is just going to increase in its pace in, in 2018. Do you see eventual end to this confusion? I don't see any change in the near future to end-user confusion. What we are doing to try to solve for it right now is more education, flashier education, different type of education, videos as opposed to words, better vignettes. We're really trying to just get better crutches to combat polio as opposed to let's try to eliminate polio. What we need to do is to eliminate the end user's ability through controls for their ability to have their actions cause a compromise of the entire corporate network and have bad guys take over the entire system. And we need to do so in a way that causes Little to no friction. That's a key part. We have to be able to do that in a frictionless world. Currently, the cybersecurity controls that I see that are out there in the field do not solve for this. This is an enormous area of opportunity for folks, for uh, new startups to come in and attack. That's the ISMG Security Report. Our theme is by Ithaca Audio. I'm Eric Chabro. 
catch you next time. 